Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Millie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And today we're on location, aren't we, Helen? Yes, we are doing an outside broadcast. Well, we're inside, but we are outside my lounge. Yes, so that's, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the point. Yeah. We're at the baby show at Kensington Olympia. That's right, we've made it, Ellie, really. Yes. <laughs> we're at the UK's baby show. Ain't no business like baby show business. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're literally surrounded by piles of wet wipes and yeah. flashy Prams yeah, it is a bit like being in my house, actually. Yeah. It's not really that different. And it's also filled with lots of pregnant women. And so, you know, we can just smell the hormones, can't we? Yeah. Okay, so we're very honoured now to have on the podcast the wonderful Annabelle Carmel. Hello, Annabelle. Thank you. What a nice introduction. Oh, thank you. Well, well, Helen and I are big fans, aren't we? In fact, you've brought along something, you haven't you? brought my book with me, which is like stained with the purees of your brain. <laughs> That's we love that. <laughs> that's that's, that's the thing, it's not a coffee table book, it's a book that you use every day, look, which look, I love. Look, oh my god, it is. Oh my god, it's look, practically illegible. Uh, look, <laughs> if, I, if I lick this book, I'd get my five a day, Annabelle. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very pages are stuck like you've together. every single recipe yeah. in this book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a nerd, I'm it a nerd. It's like one of those magazines you used to find in the woods in the 80s. Anyway, top 100 baby purees. Yes, we were wondering what the 101 and 102 were. Somebody asked me, like, how can you come up with 100? What they don't realise is I've done about 1,500 or 2,000. You have not, Annabelle. I must have by now. I mean, I've done like 40 books. Can you imagine how many baby purees I've done? Oh, do you yeah. keep a night, like a notebook by your bed in case you wake up going, oh, Karen Swede, write it down, write it down. <laughs> I've had to go beyond Karen Swede. That was like 25 years ago <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, sorry, Move yeah. on, Ellie, move yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Like, we're doing like carrot, it? chicken, tomato and garam masala now. It's ooh, a bit more sophisticated. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. of course, you, you've written, is it 40 books 40 now? books, yes. Right, yeah. Yes. And we've, Helen and I have got at least... 45 of them between us I was going to bring my complete baby and toddler meal planner which is also heavily stained Um, but I I left it home because I made the courgette gratin just last night oh did you and it was very well received oh I'm very happy about that thank you for feeding our children actually I'm just doing a whole new edition of that because it is 25 years since I wrote that book next year Mm. I've reviewed like 
there are 53 of the recipes, new front cover. We had a massive competition to find the baby for the front cover. We got like two and a half thousand entries of all these gorgeous babies. So difficult Aww. to choose between them. We had the photo shoot last week. It's so exciting. Oh my god! I never, I couldn't get that book published. No one wanted to publish it. No illustration would take me on. I sent to every single publisher and nothing. And I thought I spent two and a half years of my life writing a book that would never be published. And it became the second best-selling hardback non-fiction book of all time in the UK. It just shows you, know, well, you just got to keep Bible, going. Presumably, so. After the No, after the secret, actually. Oh, oh well. Yes, yeah. Nonsense. The secret won't feed your children. <laughs> Sit around <laughs> thinking about it. That's not going to fill their tummies, is no, it? No, it's not. <laughs> so, as you say, you started a couple of decades ago. Do you think children's nutrition and our attitude to kids' food has, has changed over that time? I think it has. I think that it's... I think we look at it a bit more scientifically. When I wrote my book, I worked with the Institute of Child Health, and there were so many old wives' tales out there about, oh, you can't give fish before one year, or you can't give eggs because it might cause an allergy. And now the truth is that you must give these foods at around six months, and it's almost like you desensitize your child by giving these foods. Of course, if your child has a history of allergy or eczema or hay fever or asthma, then you have to be more careful. But for a normal child, it's really important you give them a very wide variety of foods. And I think... When I started, there was an awful lot of old wives' tales out there, and I had to sift through it by working with people who had researched the actual nutrition and what is good and what isn't good to give to children. And it was completely different to what was written in a lot of the books. Mm. And people were getting really confused, and that's why they were buying jars of purees that tasted awful. Mm. And I just thought, hang on a minute, these don't taste good. I want to give my child something fresh. And there was no good book on feeding children fresh baby food. And that's why nobody wanted to publish it, because nobody thought that anybody would do it, to be mm. honest. Mm. There's lots more snacks available now, is it? Because I mean, my mum always was like, yeah. in our day, it was rusks. That was it, there yeah. were rusks. And yeah. now, like, the shelves of the supermarket, there's all these organic biscuits and flavoured rice cakes and healthy crisps. I mean, do you think that's a good thing? Well... I think in moderation it's okay, but I think that children never feel hungry anymore. And this is why children get fussy, because it's only a hungry child that will be less fussy and try something new. And mm. the thing is, if it doesn't like what they're having for lunch, they'll have a snack, or they'll give them juice or something. And I think, actually, and it's kind of cool to be kind, is if a child misses a meal and they're hungry, the next meal they might actually eat it. Mm. And it's the same with older children, like when they come home from school... That's a good time to give them something new because they're ravenously hungry. If you wait until dinner time, they've already had a snack. So the time to give them something new is when they're hungry. Mm. And all these snacks are preventing children from being hungry. And also, that means that they probably won't eat their meal times because they've had so many snacks. So that's not to say that snacks aren't okay sometimes, but don't give them too close to meal times and make sure they're healthy. And there's nothing wrong with just fresh fruit and raw vegetables as well, a snack. Well, my son would disagree, Annabelle, but there <laughs> we are. I'm sure he would. <laughs> and many children would. He'll quite have to go, I want a snack, not fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't count. Uh, we wanted to ask you about what your view of organic yeah. food is and, and it, is it worth that extra money if you can afford it? Well, I mean, it's an environmentally friendly way of growing vegetables and fruits. But it is a lot more expensive and not everybody can afford organic fruit or vegetables. Mm. And to be honest, you know, there are some very tight regulations on pesticides. And I don't believe that by giving your child ordinary fruit and vegetables that it will harm your child. So I would much rather see children eat more fruit and vegetables, whether they're organic or non-organic, mm. to be honest. Mm. And what do you think about all this sort of... There seems to be more allergies these days. Or That's gluten right. Intolerances and dairy yes. and... Well, I mean, on certain families, obviously there is a, there is a propensity to have an allergy and if there's an allergy in the family, then you have to be much more careful. Or if you have eczema, especially if your child has eczema before six months, mm -hmm. it's very likely they will have a food allergy. 
But for normal children, it's only 6% of children that have a food allergy, and it's mostly to very common foods, like milk, that's the commonest mm. allergy, or wheat, or shellfish, or nuts, like peanuts, which can be a dangerous allergy. And I think one of the reasons why children are getting possibly more allergies than before is because we make everything very sterile and we're not actually stimulating the child's immune system. And it isn't right to be making everything sterile and sterilizing everything. So the only thing that actually needs to be sterilized is your bottle and your teat. Because if you think about it, your child's fingers are going in their mouth all the time and they're not sterile, so mm. it's a waste of time doing anything else. So I think a lot of people may think their child has an allergy when they don't. So, for example, a child with eczema may get a rash around their mouth when they have strawberries or tomatoes or anything slightly acidic. And then the mother will think, oh, they're allergic to strawberries. No, they're actually not allergic to strawberries. It's just the skin is a little bit open. It's irritating the skin. So you do need to see a pediatric allergy specialist mm -hmm. to make sure that your child does have an allergy before you actually take that food out and put something else in. Because, for example, if you take out milk, a cow's milk formula, and you're going to give them a hypoallergenic formula. Unfortunately, they don't taste very nice. Mm. And you're giving your child something that doesn't taste as nice as something that could be better for them. So you don't do it lightly. And I think a lot of people, like, they self-diagnose, which I don't think is a good idea. And this Dr. Google, which is, which is, it is good and bad, because it, it, it plays Dr. on... Google. <laughs> Dr. Google. We love it, Dr. Google. It plays, it plays yes, on mother's paranoias, well, I think. Yes. And I think sometimes they think the worst, and I think... And whatever they see yeah. the worst on the internet, they go, oh, my gosh. That's you know, true. And, and, and I think you're right about seeing, um, seeking help about it, because it is... Um, yeah. But having said that, you know, I lost my own child, my first child, and that's really why I wrote my first book. And I thought there was something wrong with her, and I took her to see a doctor, and he gave me this whole lecture about how first-time mothers worry unnecessarily about their children. Mm. And I went back home thinking, oh, why did I disturb him? Mm. And then the next day, she looked a lot worse, and I took her to see another doctor. He examined her, then he went out the room, and he said I had to go and see another patient, which I thought was odd. It took 10 minutes to come back. And he said, actually, I didn't go and see another patient. I tried to get admitted to Great Ormond Street Hostel because I think there's something seriously wrong with her. In fact, I think there's something wrong with her brain. I'm like, oh, my God, I thought there was something wrong with her, but I didn't know it was, like, that serious. Oh. And I couldn't get a bed at Great Ormond Street. Took her to St. Mary's. They did a lot of tests on her. And around 5 o'clock, they told me that she'd never be normal again or she might die, in fact. And, like, I couldn't believe it. It was like living a nightmare. And they transferred her to Great Ormond Street Hospital. And five days later, they called me into a room and they said she was on the ventilator at that time. What do you want to do? The thinking part of her brain is gone. Do you want to take her off the ventilator? And they did, and they put her in my arms and it took her four and a half hours and she died. And it was the most horrific, horrific experience to lose one's child, oh. one's first child. And you aren't a mother anymore. And my life was just like, I can't explain how I felt. It was just like a black hole. And I never thought I would ever feel normal again. And I just knew that the only thing that would help me would be to have another child. And everybody said, well, you're in such a state, you'll never have another child. Mm. So I went to my doctor and I took a fertility drug called Clomid, so I could have had 17 children. God knows how many I had. Anyway, <laughs> All at once. I didn't care. I didn't care how many I had. Oh, anyway, I did get pregnant and I did go into labor. And then I called my doctor and he yeah. said, oh, he said, oh, it's early stages of labor. God knows how he knew that. Anyway, I thought, well, he must know what he's doing because he's a well-known obstetrician, so I'll take his advice. I, I went upstairs because he told me, like, you know, go and have a bath or watch a video. Got to the top of the stairs and the baby's head came out. I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> well, that wasn't very good advice, was it? I hollered down to my husband. Hang on a minute. I think I'm having the baby. He said, don't be stupid. You're imagining it. <laughs> oh. I said, come here, come here. Anyway, he came up 
the stairs quite slowly and said, oh my God. <laughs> There's so, a human poking out of you. And the head was all blue and, and he thought, he didn't tell me this at the time, he thought the baby was dead because oh. it wasn't breathing. Oh. Plus the baby can't oh. breathe until the baby's body comes out. We don't yeah. know. What do we know? <laughs> anyway, so the baby's body comes out. You were still out. watching videos at this point, you didn't know. <laughs> but then there's this cord attached, it's all blue and it's like moving, it's horrible. Anyway, something out of aliens. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this isn't looking right. Because I'd had a baby before and it was nothing like this. And then, and then we called, well, I didn't, I couldn't go anywhere, I was stuck. He called for an ambulance and no one came for two hours. Meanwhile, it was like a murder being committed in the room. I was still attached with this, this flipping cord that's moving around, <laughs> blue and white thing. And the baby, I couldn't get the baby close enough because you know, you're supposed to get the baby to suckle. There's no way because I thought I'd snap the cord. And then eventually, eventually, somebody who was helping someone else give birth in a hospital nearby came to help me. And I remember him saying, like, I think you should get something to put the placenta in. And I remember my husband going downstairs to get some really lovely piece of china. And he looked at him and said, I don't think you'll be wanting to put it in that. Because you won't ever be wanting to use it again. So then he gets the washing up bowl and that was it. <laughs> Helen delivered hers in a Tesco carrier bag, I didn't did. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, did you? Yeah. In, well, I, I'm with, not, I wasn't wanting a home birth. No, you, you just did it anyway, which is... <laughs> Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, yeah I wanted the epidural, I wanted the whole thing just knock me out, but I oh, didn't have any of that. You and me both, Annabelle. <laughs> Take it that out. That would have been my choice. Down. But I never had any of those births. My births are always like on the staircase, in the doctor's waiting room. <laughs> they never, I had what was called a precipitate labour, that's what it's called. It means basically you go into labour and then you have the baby and there's nothing, mm-hmm. there's no transition. Oh, you're very yeah. efficient then. So yeah. after number three, my husband said, no more children, I am not doing it. And I got him a fake midwife certificate. <laughs> children. He was pretty good, actually. And a new washing up bowl, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, and a new carpet. <laughs> it was yellow. Well, it oh, was yellow. My goodness. <laughs> well, yeah. course, you know, obviously you've, you've fed a lot of children in your time. Ah, millions of them, I think. What's, what's your... Because sugar is like the new thing now, yeah. isn't it? Sugar's the big enemy. Do you, do you well, know, Jamie Oliver's always far, on about it? it. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, when they say there's seven teaspoons of sugar in a banana, you think, well, that's gone mad. Mm. And, you know, our smoothie is really the evil thing. I think you can go too far. I think for a normal child who's not overweight, you know, eating fruit and having a smoothie is actually okay. Now, we're talking about children who have a propensity to put on weight, then obviously giving them lots of fruit juice and fruit smoothies is not a good idea. And the whole fruit will have the fibre, so it's much better for them. But where does it end? If you put a tax on fizzy drinks, well, what about cakes? What about biscuits? What about sweets? I mean, aren't they going to say, like, why just us? It is a very difficult thing to do. I don't know how the government's going to cope with it. Obviously, it's very admirable to put a tax on everything sugary, but, I mean, that's a lot of things you're going to put a tax on. There's sugar in tomato ketchup. There's sugar there is. In, you know, there's so, sugar in lots of things. Like so that. Where, where, where do you begin and where do you end? I mean, mm. yes, great, it's a wonderful idea, but practically, it's going to be quite difficult, I think. Yeah. And, and, and don't... You know, don't put all sugars in the same boat. I do think fruit sugars in natural fruit, yeah. not the sticky fruit that people make into snacks, which I think is just like having sweets yeah. and sticks to the teeth and is very bad for your child's um, Oh, you don't like health. the bear snacks. You don't like Those the... sticky things. They're awful. Yeah. You might yeah. as well eat sweets. They're really bad. There we are. Let's get your Haribo. Stop no, worrying no, about no. it. It's you cheaper. may as well have Haribos, to be honest. No, <laughs> just have, like, normal fruit. Yeah. And the best thing, actually, to have is cheese. Cheese neutralises the acid on teeth. Because even fruit, like apple, contains acid, which then attacks the tooth enamel. So cheese after a meal is the best thing. Oh, oh, I always love cheese. In in, in most meals, I think. I can't get enough of it. No, it's my daughter's seventh birthday party tomorrow. And last night I was packing the party bags. We're putting cheese in it. (laughs) They won't be very happy, will they? They're just a giant baby bell, actually. (laughs) One giant baby bell. There's going to be some very unhappy kids going home. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But what do you do when it's Halloween? You you know, they bring all these 
sweet spot. What do I go do? out. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just get babysitters. Her problem. I, I, I usually say eat them all at once because you're better eating them all at once. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Don't because a they feel sick and then I mean yeah. I'm not that. <laughs> Which is great. This is good. <laughs> Advice, no, no, but I said, look, eat them as quickly as possible, yeah. quick, because I Otherwise know the wicked witch will come and steal them away again. Yeah, yeah, and oh. they'll squirrel them away. But also, I, I it's a really good thing because they say, oh, actually, I, I don't want any more. No. And, and they will remember, yeah, I remember that. that. Go, I'm going, you know, remember when you ate sweets yeah. and you felt sick? Yeah. And I'm yeah. Really a bit but the worst rude, thing is to yeah. eat them out over a long period because mm. then you never get a chance to wash away the sugar from the teeth. Mm. You are better off having, having sweets, eating the whole thing, and then, you know, cleaning your teeth. Yeah. But, um, there we are. That's me this them, Christmas with a yeah, whole tub of quality streets. It's the frequency with which you eat sugary foods that does the most damage. But also when you think about it, like... Breakfast cereals aren't necessarily that bad because mm. I know some of them do contain some sugar, but they have been reduced. But you're still getting milk as well. But then you get these breakfast cereal cereal bars, and they're sticky, mm. and they're worse because mm. they stick to the teeth. So anything sticky, even raisins aren't good for your yeah. teeth. So should I stop them eating glue as well? That's been glue a problem. isn't great. Yeah, <laughs> stop licking the Pritt stick. It's, it's not <laughs> ideal. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> now, if you don't mind, Edibot, we've got some personal children's okay. food dilemmas we'd like to ask you about. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I have a four-year-old son who won't eat pasta. I know. Oh, really? I know, exactly. I know. I know. everyone says, unbelievable, he's a medical marvel. <laughs> Really? He, he eats lamb chops. He likes plain things. Like it's a, a good thing. Why do you want to cure this? I don't know. If I didn't eat pasta, right. it would be a good thing. Yeah. Is pasta bad? Anybody? No, no, it's not. But most children only want to eat pasta. And they only want it plain. Yeah. With butter. That's mm. it. Or tomato sauce. Yeah. Or possibly a bolognese. As long as there's no green bits in it. Yeah, then, exactly. Yeah. No, actually, it's not bad not eating pasta. Obviously, pasta is not bad food, to be honest. It's a carbohydrate. It's just when you do it to extremes. Mm. Yeah. But is, is it really all right to just, like, as Helen's saying, to just eat lamb chops, for example? No, which is Hugo's right favourite meal. Lamb chops. <laughs> like little he lollies. Likes, he likes a French cutlet, which is a, it's an expensive <laughs> it's habit, expensive, Annabelle. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> 
good for him though. Iron's yeah. really good. Yeah, so it's he like would a thing eat to eat lamb chops and he eats cucumber. So cucumber. we're like, they all love cucumber. Yeah, what is Do that? you know cucumber mm. is the most popular item in an Ocado shop? Is that right? Oh. More people order cucumber than anything else from Mercado. I can't Ooh. believe that. Can so you? cucumber's not really popular. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good sort of you know trivial pursuit question. It what is. What is the most popular thing ordered on Mercado? Nobody will get that. We're going right. to do that in our next live show. It'll be like an Mercado <laughs> yeah. quiz. I had no idea cucumber was so posh. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my son will not eat cucumber, but I think that's because his a good father thing. hates it. No, and refers to it as the devil's vegetable. But it's ninety percent oh. water. There's nothing in it. So oh. they're eating. What are they eating? Nothing. Yeah. I'm like, They're nothing. hydrated, though, aren't they? <laughs> yes, I know, but, you know, it's they green. could be eating a carrot. Ah. Yeah, which would be better. Because it's got orange in it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's good Beta for you, orange. That's yeah. what, that's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. That's what I, I... I juice carrots and call it yeah. orange juice, and he eats, drinks that. So that's, that's good. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's better than Fanta. That's Possibly. my thing. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> could be. What about you, Ellie? What's your so, problem? <laughs> so my problem, I've got many, yeah. but um, my food-related problem uh, is that my, so my son Charlie is four and he, he will not eat vegetables. He won't even eat that much fruit. He'll eat watermelon and banana and that's, and sometimes that's, that's grapes. That's not a vegetable, by the way. Well, no. I, I say, I, he does eat things. some, yes. <laughs> Ellie, you're learning. Rhubarb's a vegetable, there, so you get Thank that you, one. Thank you, Annabelle. Right. I do know she read that in your book, Annabelle Carmel's The Difference Between Fruit and Vegetables. I should go back and, and revise it. It's got um, some lovely cartoons. Yeah. We, have to, we, we actually have a confession that in our live comedy show that we do, we do like some spoof adverts, and we do say, Annabelle Carmel's new book, Jaffa Cakes are the new fruit. Yeah. Or is it, right. is it? No, is it Annabelle Carmel's biscuits are the new fruit. Yes. Annabelle has a new recipe for Jaffa Cake lasagna. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. We secretly hope you will bring one. out yeah you can have that Annabelle Carmel thank you, you are welcome we'll try that one um, we'll do your advertising oh, campaign lovely, for yeah. you on top of the lasagna yeah. <laughs> so I, I can't get my son to eat vegetables he won't even eat okay. like sweet corn which is of course the classic like mm. he, he won't he won't sweet touch potato. anything but a, he won't, won't have sweet potato not interested mm. um, I've tried sprinkling Haribo on his Brussels sprouts he just he no. just won't have it what can I do and he doesn't have like mashed potato on top of things, like a cottage pie. He will eat mashed potato, he will. but he will so. look at the cottage pie and go, oh, it's got onions in it, it's got carrots okay. in it, I'm not having that. And he will eat carrots if we tell him they're from Wales. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. Because his grandmother lives in Wales oh. and she thinks she makes nice carrots, so, we, yeah. He's weird, tell what can I all say? the vegetables are going to be from Wales. That's the that answer. Would, that would be the answer. Yeah. Why didn't you I think of that? <laughs> this is why you've written 40 books, you see. But that's I've not going to work none. for everybody, so should I get some more general advice? Yes, yes. Stop so, talking, Ellie. Sorry, sorry. So, shut up, shut up. So what about, if you like the mashed potato... I, I sometimes do like two thirds potato and one third carrot and I mash mm. it and it's really nice mm. a little butter and a tiny, tiny bit of cheese in it that's a really nice topping mm. for fish pie cottage pie mm. it's really good um, and then I also disguise vegetables so you'll make a lovely tomato sauce but you can put it in your dreaded onions and your sweet pepper and your carrots but when you blend it into the sauce they can't see it and what ah. they can't see they can't pick out and you could do reverse psychology so you leave a few lumps in there of carrots Right, and you take those out, and then they don't realise that the rest of it's blended. She's <laughs> devious. Even... Oh, she's a magician. Otherwise, <laughs> I think, oh, she's trying to get one over on me. But if you let them take out the big bits, they don't realise the rest is still in there. Oh, it's all based on lies. They feel <laughs> no, but they feel that they've got one over on you. Oh. Oh, 
Indeed. This she's, is why she's written 40 books. <laughs> she should be a marital advisor. Yes. It's, it's actually yeah. more being a psychologist than anything else, to yes, be honest. It is. It's also like, if you want them to really eat something, you put it on your plate and you tell them they can't have it. Ah. That works wonders. Mm. Or getting a child over who loves to eat. Yeah, I wish I knew one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you stand on the on the whole? If you look, if you eat three more mouthfuls of broccoli, then you can have your pudding, or you can't have your pudding until you. Oh no, I don't do that. You don't do it. That just makes the the food you're forcing them to eat the bad food. Right. And actually, my kids when they came home from school, and this is true, all they ever wanted to eat was salad because I made this amazing salad dressing. Really, which they absolutely love. Oh, was it, it made out ginger. of Coca Cola? <laughs> It had ginger, it had rice wine vinegar, it had celery, onion, tomato puree, a bit of soy sauce, a bit of lemon juice. It's incredible. It comes out this pinky orange colour. And actually, I should bottle it because it's amazing. And everyone Write that down, write that down. It's in my book, in my my family cookbook. It's amazing. And it's got practically no calories in it. And it tastes anything. They put it on everything. They literally took it to school and poured it over the school food so they could eat it. And then everybody else wanted to use it so I used to have to give them four bottles to take every day <laughs> to hand out to all their friends you're up at like 5am making more sauce I was my, my, I had one fridge just full of the salad dressing oh, <laughs> it's amazing oh that's oh. fantastic yeah they've been eating it every day since I first came up with that which was 10 years ago wow <laughs> literally every day gosh that's full of that Probably lovely my mommy. most successful recipe ever yeah oh yeah so, you know, your recipes are very healthy and very varied and all that. I'll, I'll be honest, Annabelle, yeah. you don't seem like a very scummy mummy. To be, you're what very glamorous to say. Well, a scummy mummy is a mummy who's doing her best. Yeah. Uh, but, but her best isn't always very good. Would you say, Helen, <laughs> that's, that's right. right. Yeah, that, you know, we may have fed our kids fish fingers three nights in yeah. a row. Yeah. But and that's okay. Them, yeah, okay. But, so are there ever days where even you, Annabelle Carmel, are like, oh God, do you know what? I just, I can't, I can't face getting out the rice vinegar and peeling yeah. a swede. I'm just going to shove the fish fingers in and have done. There are days like that. Oh. And I have to tell you, my son did quite like dipping his chips into Coca-Cola. <laughs> I, I used to tell him not to do that in public. Just yes. That's Annabelle Carmel's scummy mummy confession right there. Right there. Uh, yes. oh. I'm not sure he likes to do that now. He's 26 years old, so I think he's grown out of it. But at the time, <laughs> it wasn't very good for my street cred, I have to be honest. You're bringing the sign down, son. I know. Listen, we're, none of us are perfect, are we? No. No. And, you know, um, my daughter quite liked anything red out of a tin. She liked, she liked Heinz spaghetti. Oh. When I first took her to Italy, she couldn't understand how she actually had to chew the spaghetti. Like, yes. it, was, it was what was known as al dente <laughs> she used to just slap it down so yes I mean we all you know we all have good and bad days and you know children are there to try us and I had a terrible time with my three children they were very difficult and bless them I thank God that they were bad eaters because had they been good eaters they wouldn't have my profession yeah. what would I be oh, doing yeah exactly yeah. Well, we say the same every day yeah. don't we <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no they taught me because I always knew that if all three of them liked something that I made for the book it was going to be a winner yeah. definite winner I always knew if the dog didn't like it that was not a good one <laughs> The old dog test, the yeah. ultimate recipe test. We, yeah. we test uh, our jokes on our dog as well. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yes. Yes. Dogs are the ultimate test for anything. Would you, yeah. ever, would you ever go nugget, Annabelle? You chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah, I, quite like, I had chicken nuggets uh, day before yesterday. I was in Sheffield giving a talk. And on the buffet were chicken nuggets. And I thought, mm, they're quite, oh, I'm going to have some of those. And they're oh. quite nice. But I do my own chicken nuggets. I do them with um, crushed rice krispies and uh, grated parmesan. And they're yummy. Oh. Or crushed cornflakes. We, do, we do the... Yeah, me and my son love doing they're them. Because really he loves nice. dipping the... Um, yeah. The 
bits of chicken in the egg and the cornflake, that's a huge hit. And also, if you house. marinate the chicken in buttermilk, a bit of soy sauce and Worcester sauce for like half an hour, mm. and then dip it into the oh, rice krispie. Yeah. It's delicious. So making your own healthy junk food, I think, is great. Not just any chicken nugget. No, yes, no, the Annabelle yeah, yeah, chicken nuggets. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you ever do you ever have a cheeky Nando's? Uh, do you know I used to like Nando's, but. I have to be honest now, the chicken's very dry now. Oh. Because I think they just keep it on that hot plate and it's so dry, I don't like it anymore. They need oh. to do something about... I'd rather order it and, like, get it fresh. Yeah. If you keep food waiting, it's just not nice. Come on, Nando's. Yeah. Annabelle says yeah. sort it they out. Need, they need to sort it out. I, I have to be honest. <laughs> now, you, you're doing your own food range now? That's all you've been doing that for a while? I have been doing that since 2000. Yeah, and so where can people... <laughs> Now, well, yes, currently <laughs> and before yep, you were doing yep. your food rage. Where can people find your wonderful food that you've been doing since 2000? Annabelle? <laughs> uh, you've redeemed yourself. Yeah. Well, actually, um, our food range, which have a fantastic range of chilled toddler meals mm-hmm. for the days when you want to put your feet up and you don't want to cook. It tastes just like homemade. It's got one to three of your five a day. And you can find that in Tesco, most, most Tesco stores and Sainsbury's. Now, of your 40 books, Annabelle, but which, what would you say is a good sort of starter, a good okay. all-rounder, if you like? Well, the book that, you know, started my whole career was Complete Baby and Toddler Meal Planner. And I guess I owe it to that book. It's changed my life. And it's 25 years since I wrote that book. And I'm very proud of it. It's just, it's sold 4 million copies. I cannot mm. believe it. And we're bringing out a new edition next year in May, the 25th anniversary edition. So it's very exciting. With a cover star who has not been revealed yet as the new cover star for the new edition. And we had a yeah, big competition, I'll tell you. 2,500 babies entered it. And wow. I went to the shoot the other day, and they were all so gorgeous. It was just all gorgeous. of them, really, Anna, but all, all of them, all of them. Well, there were only four. <laughs> all two thousand. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't the sit there. Four were yes. We only voted our four of them, to be honest. <laughs> I just imagine you sort of Simon Cowell, just like get out <laughs> to all these babies. <laughs> Don't forget, every baby to its mother is beautiful. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> In reality, anyway. No. Um, oh, fantastic! And you've got an app. Everyone's got an app. I do. Yeah. They? No, my yeah. app is. I was halfway through working on it. I thought, why am I doing this? It is such hard work because it's worse than a book. It's like you're doing the recipes, you're doing the photography, and then you're doing the videos as well. And I thought, what am I doing this for? And then we bought it out, and it's one of the best-selling food and drink apps in the country. It's always in the top five. It's got over 200 recipes in it. It's all about feeding your baby and toddler and a little bit about family food as well. It's amazing. And then this year, we brought out a new app, which is called Annabelle Carmel's Family Cooking App. And it's got like 150 of my favorite family recipes, all quite easy. And then it's got a whole section on how to teach your child how to cook. And you can actually play with it. The child can play with it on the iPad and then can go in the kitchen. And what I did with my kids on a Friday is every Friday they cook the meal for the family. They were only five, six, and seven at the time. Mm. Some of it was pretty awful to eat, but anyway, never mind. We won't, well we'll done. Go into well done. Did you eat a lot of chips dipped in Coca-Cola? <laughs> no, there was one of my recipes, but it was pretty unrecognisable to me. <laughs> but it was fun, and they had a lot of independence. You know, I let them get on with it. I wasn't going to, like, you know, micromanage it. Mm. And they did learn to cook through that. And this app is all about that. It's like, it's got these 12 recipes, and I thought that for 12 weeks, your child could make one of these recipes every Friday. And then mm. they could write their friends over and it's proper food, you know, like a lasagne or a chicken and potato pie. And it's like simple, simple ways to cook. And it teaches them all these different techniques. Oh, I love it. So have a look. It's on iPhone and iPad. And I'm, I'm really proud of them. Um, and the kids love the iPad. So you combine yeah, they do. their yeah. loves, which is it's great. It's got things like it will turn the page for you when you shout at it. Oh, <gasps> yeah. So Apparently my kids would do stuff it. when I shouted at it. But anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, now, just to finish up, we usually uh, finish a podcast with a scummy mummy confession. So okay. this is like a story of parenting failure, isn't it? Okay. So, um, you have told us about the chips in Coca-Cola, okay. but is there anything else you'd like to confess, Annabelle, just to get off your chest? Well, I would probably tell you a funny story, actually, of one of my children. So I was a musician. Many people don't oh. know that. I used to play the harp and I sang before I did what I do now. Um, and I was very keen that my children should learn music. I mean, I was one of those, like, maybe... They're called helicopter mummies? Yeah? yeah. Helicopter okay. mummies, tiger mummies. Those yeah. sort of ones. Anyway, yeah. so I was very keen that they should learn to play an instrument, and I chose the violin. And I thought, well, do Suzuki violin. This would be a good idea. So they, poor things, they had to start playing the violin at the age of three. <laughs> oh, what a terrible mother I was. <laughs> anyway, so I took them to all their lessons. I used to sit with them. And then it was great, because... Every year they do a big concert, and however bad they were, they would stand up in the front row, even when they were tiny, and play the violin in, in a row. So my daughter had this beautiful Liberty dress on, and they all had to wear this special dress. And she got her violin up from under her arm, but what she managed to do was take her dress up at the same time. So she was right in the middle in the front row, showing her knickers to everybody, and it was in the festival hall. It's a different kind of show, Annabelle. <laughs> And no one was going to help her. So I had to run down and pull it down. Oh, so no. she was completely oblivious to it, doing oh. her like beautiful violin, you know, bowing arm and everything. Oh, it was so funny. Oh. I will never forget that. No. Oh, neither will I. Was and I wasn't even there. That's... <laughs> so we all have funny, funny stories to tell about our kids. So, yeah. if you don't mind me saying, Annabelle Carmel, you are a bit of a scummy mummy. Oh. <laughs> You're part of our club. Yes, good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank oh, you for coming on the podcast. And anybody listening to this, follow, follow me on Instagram. I am an obsessive Instagram, I'll just let you know. I now get up in the middle of the night to look at it. I mean, there's something wrong with me. Really? <laughs> I love Instagram. I'm with you, Annabelle. I love an Instagram. Yeah. Well, let's follow yeah, each other, We please. love it, don't yes. we? Are you, on, are you on the Twitter as well? Do you do Twitter? Do you know there's 400 million Instagram followers and 300 million Twitter followers now? It's overtaken it. Well, thank you so much, Annabelle, uh, for coming on the podcast. You've been a brilliant guest. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. It's been a bit of a laugh. Oh, Don't take it too seriously. Until next time. <laughs> bye bye. Don't, don't quote me on anything I've said. No, no sorry. It's not like we're going to put it on the internet. It'll be fine. It'll be oh, really? fine. <laughs> uh, Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.